Welcome to Emirates Podcast, episode number 124. This is your host, Suman Silwal. In this episode, I talked with a few London Marathon finishers. We talked about our experience running through London Marathon from start to finish. I also talked about my pacing experience. I would like to thank everybody who supported me while my trip to London. And I'd also like to thank Runners World UK and New Balance Pace Team for giving me the opportunity to pace the London Marathon. Also, don't forget to sign up for 70 Bridge Marathon at Chattanooga in October. And use MRUN's 15% discount code. I hope to see you at Chattanooga. Enjoy the podcast. I would like to welcome Amy Weber, Sheila Freeman, Will Hoyle to MRUN's podcast. Welcome to MRUN's podcast, guys. Uh, all of us ran the London Marathon just a couple of weeks ago. I was there as a pacer, and uh, Amy and Sheila ran the uh, uh, I don't know. I never saw you too, but Will, who is from <laughs> London, London, <laughs> he was with me in the, my 5:30 pace group. Uh, Will is actually he. It's a what time is it, Will, right now? It's two minutes past one in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we made made him wait this long all day to join the podcast. So I hope it's going to be all worth it uh, for you to join our podcast and and talk about your London marathon experience. So before I start, uh, just wanted to. Uh, Kind of give a will, uh, since he's from the farthest away, kind of give him a floor to talk about the uh, London Marathon, and then we kind of go around the table and talk about a little bit of our experience. Uh, will, you're you're almost local uh, for us as we had to travel so far away. Talk about uh, what the local experience looks like for your London. Is this the first time you've run the London Marathon? It's the first time I've run any sort of marathon, say. So, oh, uh, wow. Oh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you very much. I guess, I mean, the London Marathon is like uh, a national institution. So I don't know if you heard some of the music. There's a very sort of, there's a soundtrack that the BBC always play whenever it comes around to London Marathon time. So it's it's a bit of a bucket list thing for lots of people. And obviously it's a huge charity event. Um, it's been going for, I think it was the 39th London Marathon this year. So um, it's been going for quite a while. And I kind of got in by accident um as a group of four or five of us um we sort of do um marathon roulette so we enter the ballots <laughs> every year and uh, as, as you saw i'm not exactly the, the, the most uh, natural looking marathon runner um but yeah um I, I accidentally got selected so i got the email back in october saying um you know london marathon ballot results um and when I saw it, it's like, congratulations, I had my head in my hands and was almost in tears, thinking, oh, my God, what <laughs> got myself involved with. So, yeah, I, I've been doing, doing a bit of training. I did, I did my first half marathon last year, um, about this time last year, actually. And, yeah, I got a few marathon plans and, you know, I cut down my drinking and all those sorts of things. And I was doing a lot of training up till Christmas, picked up a few injuries through this year. Um, and the worst one, I got this, is it ileal? tibia band syndrome thing in my knee um so I, I hardly run in april at all i did a lot of long runs in march but um and i had a steroid injection um a week and a half ago or before the marathon so i was a bit worried at the start um if i'd actually get around and then i saw these guys with these great big flags on their backs and i thought well that sounds like a good idea so i met, <laughs> I met darren the other pacer at the expo on thursday and I had a quick chat saying look you know five hours 30 the, the pace is way slower than i've ever run before but i've always run a half marathon and literally collapsed over the line and been in complete agony so perhaps i need to run slower um yes i met the guys there was there was two paces and 
yeah, we just kind of jogged and just jogged around London. It was great fun. <laughs> like, all, I've, I've just seen the YouTube post that's been uploaded, and you know that gives a good feel for it. You don't really feel the crowd because it's a bit difficult to film whilst you're running. But but there's always bands around London who are playing. You know, I think the favourite bit for me was running around Cutty Sark. If I remember the big ship, um, mm-hmm. that was just epic. The crowds were five deep. Um, I saw my mum. I saw my wife and children. It was it was brilliant. Oh. Um, oh, that's my, yeah, my, my knee packed in at about 20 miles, so I lost the guys. And it's quite really depressing because there was this group of 15 guys who we'd never met before, um, and we'd been running for about four hours. And every so often, one more person would kind of drop drop off the back and they keep going. Um, so, yeah, so the last six miles, I was on, on my own, or rather, I was with other people, but not people that I sort of knew. Mm-hmm. It was a bit sad. Um, I was like 10 minutes behind you guys at the end, but I, I bumped into you and Darren to finish for a photo but yeah it, it was it was tough not being able to finish the race with you, you guys so but yeah overall loved it absolutely amazing so here's the question this is sheila will you do another one um yeah I think I've got, <laughs> if if I, if I if i you know i, I want to get i want to get my injuries sorted out i'm supposed to be running a half marathon in two weeks time um in london oh, as well the Hackney Half Marathon, which is a really, that's another one where all the roads are closed and there'll be thousands of people watching. I think it's about 25,000 people do that one. It can wow. get a bit hot. Well, that's a pretty big for the half marathon. Yeah, yeah, where is that? It's in Hackney, which is a sort of borough in the east of London. It's kind of a very bohemian area. Um, it's, yeah, it's kind of fun and funky. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it can get a bit, well, as I say, by Alabama standards, I imagine it's a bit cold, but by UK standards, it can be quite hot because it's in the middle of May. So for us slightly slower runners, we can get caught out by the heat a little bit. And I've got a bald head, so I get sunburned easily. <laughs> <laughs> Where that buff they get, gave us at the at the London Marathon, it'll be it'll be good. It'll, it'll you help. those funky, what was it, race checker visors you guys had? You and Darren had these cool visors? Or Darren did? I mean, Darren's had a visor, I, I had a buff, so... They, okay. they they gave us a London Marathon, but definitely it'll be fun. Sounds like who wants to go next, Amy? Um, how was your London experience? My race was not so great, but the experience was fantastic. I've been wanting to do this marathon for 20 years, and I was fortunate enough to get in through a charity. And I just really don't have words for how wonderful it was. Um, I have to say, I think it's better than Boston. <laughs> wow. I really Ow. hate to say that. I mean, it's a lot of the same feel, but I don't know. There was something the whole way. And Suman, I don't know how you feel about the difference between Boston and London, but I don't know. It was just so magnificent. And the people were unbelievable. And the people running in costumes just <laughs> I mean, I almost got beat by a rhinoceros. <laughs> and the the fancy dress is yeah. part of the, the my my wife is American, um and um my sister in law, she's she's run Chicago and the other ones. And you look at the pictures and it's like the, the roads aren't even closed. You're sort of running in the traffic flying past you. And it, whereas in London it's it's all about the fancy dress. I mean I think there's like several hundred different categories of fancy dress world records and I think they broke about thirty five records and in the news this week in london one of the big controversies has been about um a nurse broke the record for wearing nurses outfits but actually 
she was in scrubs rather than the dress and it's, it's made front page news is that, that her uniform wasn't quite right that's a dress world record and that has been front page news in london this oh week. my god so one of the thing uh people were asking me is like was this like a halloween uh you know in america we have a halloween i don't know if you have it there or not there's like a halloween costume all over the city mm-hmm. is, that, is that how it felt like <laughs> it's like oh, i took as many pictures as possible whenever i passed by somebody's so i have several of those type of pictures uh so is is that a part of the tradition to do dress up like that uh, will in london marathon oh definitely i mean because i'll say i mean i've been doing a bit of research on, on marathons and i realized that boston you, look, you have to be an amazing runner to even qualify in the first place whereas, whereas in london the vast majority are, are fun runners and it's it's one of the biggest i think a lot of charities raise about 95 percent of their um fundraising in the london marathon so they really go for it in a big way um so pretty much anyone who's doing over, I don't know, I mean, I raised about five thousand dollars, sorry, about four thousand pounds um, for my two charities. Um, wow! But rhinoceroses, there's always a. The rhinos are the legendary outfit for marathon runners, and and one of my goals was to make sure that I overtook more rhinos than overtook me. So I was, I was quite happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, that was the thing you kept on telling me that I'm I, I've taken over. It was huge. Uh, it was huge. <laughs> 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 Definitely. Um, you went for charity even after you got in the ballot. Is that what what you did, Will, just to help, help out the charity? Is that was that uh, your main uh, thing for for this marathon? Yeah, I mean, I got in for the ballot. So, so you, you can most most charity runners get in through the charity. So, you, you, I'm, I'm sure you you know that you you pledge that you will raise around two thousand pounds. And if you can pledge to do that, then you get a place. Whereas I got in via the ballot, so I didn't have to run for a charity at all if I didn't want to. Um, but I did. Um, and I'm, I ran for um, Macmillan, who is a, a fairly well-known national cancer charity in the UK. So we had the green vests. And I went, I split it in half with a much smaller charity from my original hometown um, called Fort Alice. And they um, provide sort of emergency refuge for victims of domestic abuse. So they're a real sort of hand-to-mouth charity who need the funds. So. That's great. I noticed that, I mean, that's the one thing I noticed about in the UK is everybody is so charitable. I know, I think Sheila and I were, we were on a Facebook page with people from our, our charity was Whiz Kids. And these people had no trouble raising their, their goals. It was incredible. The things that their ideas of raising funds were just (laughs) so creative but i mean it just seems that you get so much support there and i actually have to say that when i've seen they've already posted several ours our charity um raised money to give wheelchairs to children to give them more mobility and people have posted some of the children that have already gotten their wheelchairs and it it really warms your heart I mean, when you see that and know that you've actually made a difference in a child's life, it really makes it all worthwhile. Definitely. Sheila, uh, you and I, we kind of left Birmingham. But by the way, yep. there's, there's a running joke about Birmingham versus Birmingham. <laughs> so <laughs> it was an our pace group. Uh, you and I kind of left Birmingham at the same time, came back. Uh, uh, we we were uh, on the same flights. How was your trip um, Back and forth. Uh, looks like you also had a great time over there. Absolutely. Uh, I've done, let's see, four international marathons now. I've done Paris, Tokyo, Berlin, and London. And I have to say London was my absolute favorite. Just, uh, it's an amazing city. The The crowds are amazing. The support is incredible. And it's a good race for uh, any level of runner, is what I would say. Be it a 
Boston qualifier or just a back of the pack runner, it's very friendly to all levels, which I just thought was incredible. The travel went seamlessly. Um, you know, obviously there's some adjustments that have to be made in regards to, to time change and that kind of thing. But, um, you know, my recommendation would get there maybe Friday and have a day or two to get your head on straight and go to the expo and do the race and then have a day or two after. And, um, if you're like Amy, you can stay and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy another, another country. I think she went to Scotland. So, you know, if you can do that, that's awesome. But it was for us, we had just made a trip to Italy a couple of weeks before. Mm. So I basically had to do London and just basically pop in and run and pop out. But, um, it was perfect. I had a great time. And, um, Amy and I did the same charity with kids and had really not, a lot of trouble raising the 2000 pounds that we committed to. So, um, I think it's very manageable and I would encourage any U S runner to do it because basically the charity is going to be your only way to get into London. Uh, the lottery is slim to none odds. So I would just encourage people not to be afraid to, you know, bite the bullet and sign up for a charity and, and go for it. It was incredible. It was one of my favorite races and the crowds are just amazing can't can't even I mean, put it in put it into words i know i mean it's just, it's just the most incredible experience i think i've ever had yeah definitely yeah there's one more way that's how i end up at london um being a pacer and luckily <laughs> this year uh london marathon opened up a few more spots down uh, a slower uh, pace group and, uh, and that's how I end up uh, I had to send my resume and you know I had to do all full-fledged stuff so that's how I got selected and uh, when, whenever London Marathon approached me and said okay this is the 530 is the only one we can give you if you take it or not so it's like okay I mean it's almost <laughs> like that 530 or below you know 530 to 7 what do you, whether you want to take it Gary Dixon says just take it whatever you get take it now or say yes and that's how I end up uh, doing it it was uncharted territory for me uh, going to Europe, uh, running. I, I had no plan to go this year, but this suddenly it happened, and you know I was surprised to, you know, excited and surprised to get there. But as I was leaving, I think Sila, I told you that I I had so many unknowns. It took a basically whole village to get me to start line. That's how I say it, because I had people <laughs> people were handing me over one to next to next to next. And, you know, I had a friends and family. Simon had a whole handling team of <laughs> friends and family that got him from point A to point B and, oh, and, and fed him and entertained him. And, yeah. Oh my God. So I had an entourage. So every time I go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so even then I was like, I was worried that I, I don't know how I'm going to get to Starline because it's new city, new place. Um, once I got to start uh, and got with the group, I knew that I was in the right place. That's what I say. But one of the things uh, Amy brought up about uh, the marathon, uh, Boston is still my favorite. Um, you know, Boston is a Boston, but London is the top in my chart now. Seeing the crowd, I like what you guys talked from the start to end. One of the, I mean, as a pacer, you know, going uh, going that that pace, five thirty, is a bit a bit slower for for us. Uh, but but then I get to see a lot, I enjoy a lot. Uh, once in a while, you know, I see, I hear songs, start dancing and stuff like that, and go crazy and make everybody laugh, <laughs> laugh about me, and and it's it's, it's just the, those things. We made a lot of jokes, and but I did get to see a lot of a lot of lot more detail because I do observe things, and you know, one of the biggest things that I have noticed, you know, we, we have, I have seen like you know, in the charity, you have a. Uh, um, 
in a, here in America, we have charity. You you'll see one or two spots. Those charity people will line up, and you know maybe there's an after race party somewhere in the tent. A totally different in London. They were lining up. And every time I go and see the shirt of somebody's wearing a shirt, and then there's the charity over there screaming at them. So it's like, whoa. So, and they were all 26.2 miles, you know, almost to, towards, almost towards the end too. You know, the closer we got to the finish line more, I saw the charity chair, chair, what do you call it? Cheering Jones. And it cheer station. Cheer station. Yeah, we had, we had several, um, and I'm sure every charity does the same thing. I think, uh, Wiz Kids may have had five different cheer stations. And, you know, they send out information ahead of time to let you know what side of the road they're going to be on and what mile marker to expect them. So, you you know, if you've planned your race, you know exactly where they're going to be and what side of the road to run on. And if you wear your charity top, there's no missing them. I mean, they just go crazy when they see a runner that has their charity top on. And another thing I would say is I put my name on my vest. And so I heard my name a thousand times <laughs> on that course. And, I you told know, you not to do that. <laughs> some people... Some people would not like that. Some people do. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't if you don't want to hear your name hollered a thousand times, don't put your name on your vest. But actually it it really carried me for a lot of the race. I had a, a great time up until the half and then I crossed the Tower Bridge and it wasn't a physical challenge after that. It was more of a mental challenge. And I don't know why that is, but I just had a really hard time the second half and the crowds really carried me the whole second half of that race. Just you know, yelling my name and high-fiving and little kids, you know, punch here for power. I mean, it just really <laughs> is what helped me finish. And and it's just amazing. I mean, absolutely amazing. And I just really would encourage anybody to um, to do it. It's just a great race, great city, great people. Loved every bit of it. Definitely. Uh, so London has its own charm. It is a lot more different than uh, any other races, like I said, with the costume and the people and crowd and where where i was and i so often i pass people like like will will once in a while will show up and <laughs> we run for a while and he's gone to hug his families and <laughs> but one of the things i tell people that uh i say i ask him well, do you know where you're running and do you know what race are you running in london marathon do you know this is your first marathon and you're running the london marathon how awesome it is you know things like mm-hmm. that so people to realize that you know not so often and same thing for you, Will, because not so often people get to run such a great marathon for a great cause as your first race. It will keep you impression of the running the races forever in your life, you know. So, because my, my problem is if I, if I ever run again, if everyone's not screaming, <laughs> come on, Will, I'm going to be so disappointed. Um, I, mean, I, I did a park run on Saturday, and park run is just, it's, it's now, it started in England, it's like a 5K run every Saturday morning, it's get people out of bed and get fit and that kind of stuff. I was wearing my marathon vest. I was saying to you guys, go on, he's better shout my name because this is what I'm used to now. So um, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a massive buzz. It makes you feel like an Olympic athlete for about four hours on a Sunday. It's great. It's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Did any of y'all see um, Prince Prince Harry at the end? No, oh, he was wandering around St. James's Park, apparently. I, I, I didn't see him, but I saw it in the paper that it popped into the finishing village, apparently. But I, I just think that was so wonderful. He was out there apparently thanking all the volunteers and cheering on the runners. I mean, that's really, again, especially for us, that's a huge thing. I wish I'd seen him. I'm not sure I would have recognized him, but 
<laughs> maybe, uh, after a marathon. Yeah, maybe we'll, you just passed him and he just don't know because you just... <laughs> yeah, I may have. I, I, I could have probably passed my own family and not known that they hadn't yelled out to me. Well, I was going to say, too, um, as far as family, Will's mentioned a couple times stopping to you know, speak to his family. Um, I actually won finish line tickets through my charity, which... Um, was just a random drawing and I got two finish line tickets and so my husband was able to actually sit in the grandstands at the finish line and that is so cool I made that turn it was really cool and I made that turn and saw Buckingham Palace on my left and I mean I just was at the point where I was exhausted and you know <laughs> wanted to wanted to start walking and I was like I can't walk he's my husband's in the in the grandstands about <laughs> to watch me cross this finish line I'm gonna be running across that finish line and so that, that was really cool for me too is, is knowing that you know I had a family member there and you know the start and the finish is just seamless they have it just organized you go through the finish line get your you know medal get your bag your you know it's it's just like military precision and you know got to see my husband and we met up and um there's just nothing like having you know your family or friends or whatever there to support you and and know they're watching and it's it's just really cool makes it even even more special definitely well you know the the start was just so well organized as well and i've never you know i don't know about y'all but that was the biggest race i've ever run in and but there was no problem once we got out there. I mean, Sheila and I met up together and rode out there because we were very nervous about getting out there as well. <laughs> but it was nothing. It was nothing. You know, I mean, we were we were no. worrying ourselves to death about it. And I, and I tell you, a piece of advice I would give people in regards <coughs> to the start is the race information that's online. And I don't want to encourage someone to do something they shouldn't do, but Basically, they encourage you, based on what color start you're in, to take a specific train. So, for example, we were a red start, which is most of the charity runners are in red start, and they were encouraging us to take a train to Blackheath. You know, in my mind, I was thinking that it was like all these different separate starts, and I was really stressed about, you know, getting a train to the correct start area and getting there in time. And basically, my advice would be, you know, take whatever mode of transportation is closest to wherever you're staying. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the place they tell you to go, because all all of the different start zones are within walking distance of each other. So you can, you know, take the train that's closest to your hotel or your Airbnb or whatever, and go to a certain location. And then you can walk to whatever color start you're in and so that's actually what amy and i did we we met at my hotel we took one train to blackheath and we basically walked to our starting area and it was you know very easy we're able to check our bag use the restroom get a cup of coffee and basically lined up in our corral and we started so we had very little time that we were kind of sitting around waiting it was just seamless but like i said they would on the website they encourage you to go a certain train and you don't necessarily have to do that you just need to go whatever yeah i didn't i didn't realize to, that uh they're going to be in the, yeah they're so close to each other yeah one of the things is does it take some warm clothing it was so cold <laughs> so, yes it, it yeah. was i took mine off way too early yeah. um uh, i don't I, know why 
I did that. I kept it as long as possible. Then then my co-pacer, Darren, said, okay, we got to take out. Let's just go lined up. And it was really nicely organized, that, that whole area. As many marathons I have run, you know, that's pretty, and for big race, big city marathons, very well organized. Well, uh, let's uh, let's kind of talk about uh, your experience uh, for being your first uh, marathon. Most of us have run multiple marathons already. Uh, tell us about uh, what is your favorite moment on the race um start finish sometime somewhere in the middle beating the rhino <laughs> yeah i think i think we overtook four rhinos and one overtook me so that was good um actually i, I, wrote, I, wrote, a little, I wrote i wrote a blog for work actually and I, I think i wrote down the most surreal moments i mean i think it was two particularly surreal moments one of them you've kind of caught a bit on your um, instagram feed it was um we were running behind this guy in a great big white blow up thing and the chap next to me was he was saying that's an ovary I go, no no it's a heart he goes, no no it's, a def- it's definitely an ovary and obviously we, we, we overtook him and it was a man running for ovarian cancer wearing a a human-sized ovary outfit like like you do obviously <laughs> what was so it, that, the guy that singing was with the eggs and then, and then the guy then, then you had the karaoke guy next oh, to him and you're, uh, you're, it's, i was thinking it was eggs but um, yeah yeah, no, it's definitely an ovary. Yeah, well, obviously eggs as well, which would have been biologically accurate. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> the, the second, well, actually the most surreal moment was when my, my leg, my knee had completely gone and we were, in, we were in the, on the embankments in the tunnels about, I don't know, three or four miles from home or from the finish. And I was obviously in a lot of pain and just sort of jogging, running, jogging, running. And then, first of all, Thunderbird 2 jogged past and there was six guys, Thunderbird 2, um, from the, the cartoon from the wherever it was and then swiftly behind them was jesus um running barefoot carrying across it was like jesus christ I mean, obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that, that was and he, he was he also got must, his feet must have been hurting by that point because he was running on the white lines which i presume was slightly smoother than running on the concrete i don't know but yeah having a sort of a, a race with Thunderbird 2 and Jesus, um, which I obviously <laughs> lost ultimately, um, was particularly bizarre. Yeah. Um, yes, that's that's my two big takeaway memories, I think. <laughs> so so that's that's interesting. Uh, what about uh, coming through? I think you and I, we came through the Tower Bridge together. I have some of your picture, <laughs> pictures <laughs> coming through there. Uh, what what how, how did you feel? It was like a tunnel of uh, screaming loud. I mean, yeah. it, it got sucked. Tower Bridge is one of those it's, it's one of the big moments as well. everyone knows there's a BBC camera above it and that's where a lot of the BBC pull over people for interviews so if, there's obviously quite a lot of celebrities running but they do pull people over not, not me sadly um, so I remember we... going to Stavridge dancing backwards at one point which was rather fun so <laughs> so where was the camera I missed it totally next year I need to be ready for it that was, next time it was kind of dead central sort of, I don't know, about 10 metres in the high, it was hanging off a crane. So a lot of the camera shots on the BBC, everyone sort of sticks their hands up in the air and sort of looks up. Mm. Um, I, saw, I saw my brother, he, he was on shots when I was reviewing the, the footage. He, he finished in about four hours 10. So I, it, it, but for slightly slower ones, it didn't, uh, didn't catch us all. But Tabbridge is one of the, the big moments because obviously it's nearly halfway. Um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a tunnel of noise as you go over it. And he got some of the best views of the whole race as you look down the river. And yeah, it's when you've, you know, you're north of the river now. You, you know that you've done all of South East London and now you're into the, you know, you've got the nitty gritty of going out to Isle of Dogs and East London. But you know that uh, you're on the way. 
It's amazing that it could be so scenic the entire way. I mean, you run races that you end up in industrial park areas and there's nothing to look at. There was always something to look at the whole time. Yeah, I agree. I apologize for interrupting, Amy, but, um, you know, the funny thing is, um, I don't know what mile Cuddy Shark is. I forget what mile that is, but I was so engrossed with the crowds and looking around at the people around me and the costumes and all of that all of a sudden I looked up and I was like oh my gosh there's a big giant boat next to me and I and I really I really I really almost missed it I was like wow I mean I'm so I'm so engrossed in the crowds and the you know the people looking at the people in the costumes that some of the actual high points I actually almost missed because I was so enthralled with the crowd and the costumes and and the cuddy shark was the biggest one I was like holy cow I'm I'm running next to a big giant boat where'd that come from I, I, well I just I about actually, missed it I, I remembered it today <laughs> <laughs> I totally had just forgotten about it. The only thing I can say I really, really remember was running over the Tower Bridge. Yeah, the Tower Bridge was, was you know, that, that was a big one. But the other, like, you know, you run past Big Ben under construction and, you know, stuff. And I'm like, wow, I just totally missed that. I mean, how did I miss I that? Missed that too. I did because too. Because you're, yeah. you're so, um, you're just so taken up with the crowds and and yeah. literally the costumes and the people around you that you could actually miss <laughs> some of the stuff on the course because you're you're just so taken up with, you know, what's right in front of you, yeah. I guess, is what I'm getting at. But yeah. well, one um, of the biggest thing I missed, you know, you know what I missed when I when we made that right turn. I mean, I kind of knew there was a palace behind me, but didn't even <laughs> <laughs> I took a selfie of the towards the towards the finish. And I passed, and then we were just, like, having fun, and I totally forgot there was, a palace. Like, there was a palace behind yeah. me. There you go. <laughs> That's classic. And, I mean, that was, a, that was one of the things that I was like, oh, how did I miss that palace? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is where Will has an advantage over us, because he knew where everything was and where he was going. But London is a very parochial, so you've got, you've got your patch of London. So, so my patch has always been north so mm-hmm. you know it was quite a lot of running jokes when we were in the south london's you know people saying oh it's, it's a bit dodgy around here we can't wait to get across the bridge to get to north london again so <laughs> and, and also southeast london it's not really on the on the tube it's on overground trains but it's mm-hmm. not as right. well connected as other parts of london so i mean for me southeast london was, was an area I, I don't really know i mean i've never been to Cutty apart from last last sunday and um, in greenwich college the naval college is beautiful as well so a lot of those areas which were used in the olympics um and, and other things i've only ever seen on tv as well so <laughs> was like, cool. it was the first time well, well and you know um i'm not a seasoned marathoner by any means i've done a few but you know you're supposed to kind of know your course and know where water stations are and you know where nutrition is and you kind of supposed to do some research and know the course <laughs> and you know sometimes ignorance is bliss is is my philosophy so sometimes just not knowing what's ahead and what to expect is a good thing and so it was kind of cool to me just being clueless and all of a sudden looking up and going oh wow you know there's cuddy shark or oh wow there's big ben or you know whatever that that was kind of neat just just kind of being in oblivion and just going with the flow was kind of nice i actually enjoyed it took some of the pressure pressure off i didn't realize how much further i'd run i think i ran an extra 
kilometre and a half than a marathon. So uh, I was, we were sort of joking, so should we stop halfway down the embankment and say, right, that's us done, that's 26, 22 miles. <laughs> the, the, well, my the watch said... It wasn't very easy to see. Yeah. My, um, my watch said 27.6 miles. Hmm. Wow. I actually was almost dead on. Mine was like 26.7, yeah. but I really tried to stay on that blue line on the tangent. So I... um. I don't know how I managed that, but mine was pretty close. But yeah, a lot of people ran, said they ran over a mile or more over. So, oh, really? Um, there were other people? Yeah, oh, yeah. It, you weren't, you weren't the only one. No, and I think only. some of that is just, um, you know, and and people sh- should be aware. You know, it is crowded. I mean, it is very crowded, and you kind of you really have to pay attention. And there are people weaving in and out. And there's you know some water bottles on the on the ground. You need to watch out for. And I mean, so you need to be aware. But I think some of that is just trying to weave in and out and get around obstacles that add some mileage on there that you didn't really want to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or somebody stops right in front of you and just uh, yeah. stop in the middle of the road. Yeah. 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 So some of the things that my experience of and uh, and the London Marathon is is I kind of started getting sleepy. Some <laughs> jet lag finally kicked <laughs> in because I was in and out so much, so busy. they were trying to get to even so much stressful for me to get to start. You know as many people as they have helped me to get there but still as i was going i was getting sleepy and then then i got hungry and uh, <laughs> i got I, I saw you 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 kept popping out to nick people sandwiches and stuff yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> I, I you ate like, sandwiches yes i i had a, a debbie, debbie from Birmingham, supposed to her her debbie. her family supposed to bring us uh, some uh, sandwiches uh, didn't happen at mile 17 so i kept on looking <laughs> oh for <laughs> kept looking for something to eat and the problem i don't know well you can you can enlighten us okay what's the deal with everybody's having handing out the sweets in in, in london sweeties. Like, they I'm call like, them sweeties oh, oh, oh my god i i sweets. had a, i mean i had like a like a first few miles was fun after that i was like i need some salty food so i go yeah, pop in, was, I, yeah i pop into I somebody's party and somebody's party eat some bread and then and i keep running <laughs> <laughs> somebody had a peanut butter. Finally, somebody somebody had a cheese sandwich. I mean, one big, huge cheese. cheese uh, <laughs> was, it, was, it grilled, grilled, was it grilled cheese or just plain cheese? Yeah, plain cheese. It was just heavenly. I was like, oh, my God. Now, finally, I'm I'm full now. I can go run, keep running. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the amount of sugar that was – I mean, I was feeling diabetic by about the 10th mile. It was uh... – <laughs> So tell tell us about why why it's so much. What's the, what's the reason? Because I have never seen here. You know, we 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 have people, we hand out in a Little Rock Marathon. They hand out beer everywhere. You know, so really? there was yeah yeah, cool. the, yeah you need to come around. There was one person was handing out beer, and then there's a couple of guys gave me some full can of beer, and then you know those are the only two things. Oh. <laughs> they were running on the side and on the on the side, handing out me hand me some beer. So those are the only two things I had, but. But tell us about why why so much sugar. Is there some reason for it, or do you guys didn't know any anything? Everybody, I mean, whole town. There was no salty <laughs> stuff. Everything's sugary. I think there seems to be some sort of not a myth, but a sort of if you go to watch a marathon, you must buy a bag of Haribo or a bag of wine gums <laughs> or um, jelly babies, and that's because that's what people running long distances really want. And it's I think it's okay, like you say, in short in short in small quantities or. Yeah, on a half marathon, after about an hour's running, a nice little sugary sweet is kind of nice. But like yourself, when we were running through Limehouse, there were a load of guys eating pizza. And I was just going, oh, that's not fair. <laughs> 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 
you know, a greasy, salty pizza would have really hit the spot after about three and a half hours running. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I want to I, mean, I, I had a massive curry on Sunday night. It was, it was a curry and beer. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so so I want to know, did any of y'all um, try the the pod at mile 23? The... Yes. Yeah. What'd you think of it, Will? It was weird. Um, well, again, it was sugar. It, it was sugar. It was large, It was just more uh, and more Lucas Egg, which I, I really can't stand Lucas Egg because it's just so sweet. But, right, uh, it but is that, so sweet. Yeah, I was hobbling and I was in so much pain. I was, I was thought, geez, I was trying. I mean, I had three, I think, and they're a little bit too big for your mouth. They're quite. You sort of try and chew it, and you look at your mouth quite. You know, some people were chewing it, it was squirting out everywhere. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't try it. I, 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 yeah. I passed on that. I practiced the whole nothing new on marathon day. And that was something new that I was like, oh, I better not try that. I'm too close to finishing. But um, I think it's an interesting concept, but uh, not quite, I'm not quite yeah. ready for that. I, I didn't know what it was. If not, I would have tried it. So, you know, I would definitely well, try it. The other thing I thought at first, I thought it was going to be really weird was them handing out water bottles instead of just cups of water. But I really liked it because you could carry it with you and it wasn't as cumbersome as I was expecting it to be. And honestly, I think it was more efficient for those handing out water. And, you know, Paris does that. They, I had done Paris and they hand out water bottles. The only thing I would say is that they could do with a smaller water bottle because most people are only going to take, you know, a yeah. sip or two. I think there's a lot of wasted water. I, I actually would take a water bottle and hold it until I had finished it. So yeah. it would la- it would last me several miles and then I could skip a water station, which mm. was right. kind of cool. I was, I was, yeah. Is there any two, there are only 250 mils. So I, I, mean, I don't know. You see, I was probably carrying a water bottle for quite a long time, but I, was, I did skip quite a few. But I also, I had right. these sort of salt tablets in my I had a back pocket, so I, so I think I was doing two water bottles of water, and every third one, I stuck a salt my salt tablets in it and let it dissolve and all that because I did, as I wanted something that wasn't sugary because I was getting because right. I, I, I was quite sweaty and I was getting very whatever you call lack of salt. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, I'm a big fan of the water bottles. Like I said, Pierce was the first marathon that I ever done that used the water bottles. And I just think it's, I think it's great because you, you can, you don't have to kind of, you know, crimp the cup and try to drink out of a cup. You can carry it with you and drink it as you need it. And the only drawback that I see to that is a lot of people you know, just take one sip of it and then toss it. And it's it's tossed on the roadway. So you're having to kind of negotiate around water bottles everywhere. A lot of people don't follow the directions that, you know, it's, you know, drink, drink it, drain it, drop it. You're supposed to drop it when it's empty. And a lot of people just take a swift, you know, sip of it and drop it and it's full. And it's a hazard if you're, a run, you know, if you're trying to run around the bottles. But, I mean, I think it's great if you hang on to it and, 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 it allows you to skip a couple water stops because you still have water, basically. You know. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's uh, those uh, humongous uh, parade or whatever the the, uh, the electrolyte drink. That for me is like if those big huge electrolyte drink was more. The Lucozade. Yeah. 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 It was horrible. And yeah, that was I can do away with. They can have a small <laughs> pot of it. <laughs> you you well, ran, you ran that... through police stations and your feet were sticking to you for the next half a kilometer. Flop, 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 
floor. <laughs> it really was. I mean, you you I would keep going. How long am I going to run with like trying to? It's like having your shoes glued to the ground because it's so sticky. And one of the things they were doing was that they were because of obviously you know environmental reasons. You know, when we were running around, you know, in our pace, literally at each water station or just afterwards, it was knee deep in plastic little bottles, which environmentally is not great. And they were saying that they can't recycle them unless you empty the bottle onto the floor. So, like you're saying, I think it was it was saying if you take a sip and chuck it, then that's a whole bottle full of water they can't recycle. And I think right. they were the same wow. loser, squirt it on the floor so the people behind you then <laughs> they're sort of actually running through puddles of orange loser. I just think if they if they could possibly make smaller bottles of that stuff, right. if it does have to be empty like that, because it you're right. I mean, you your feet were just stuck to the pavement, and nobody. I mean, I don't know anybody that could drink a whole bottle of those. No way. At one water stop. You didn't, yeah. You'd end up either dropping it or carrying it. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to carry something. It, I didn't think it was that big of a deal to carry it. But, yeah, that would be my one suggestion is, you know, just for the environment's sake, if they can make those smaller portions of the water bottles and the Powerade or whatever they call it, you'd be more apt to, to drink a smaller bottle of it and dispose of it empty than you would be those bigger bottles. But, yeah. Um, you know, I, I I like the bottles and not having to drink from a cup. I thought that was yeah. That was oh, good. I did too. I, I so, really like that. That was uh, very new for me to drink out a water bottle during the race. I was kind of mm-hmm. you know, when I first got it, I was like, hmm, "This is weird." And then you know, I kind of I kind of <laughs> knew it, uh, but still forgot that that's what's going to happen. But I was not prepared for having having getting a water bottle. You know. I always tell people just put water on your head. Just and that's what we usually do. Whatever I don't drink, I usually put in the water over the head unless it's winter. Right. It so, was quite cold. We did notice there were showers. There were a few showers on the route, and everyone was just avoiding. I was them. just going to ask quite a cool you that. <laughs> Why did they do that? It's to cool you off if it's yeah. hot. Yeah, Last but it was hot. It was like <laughs> no, I avo- I avoided the showers like the plague. I was like, oh, I don't want to be cold and wet. <laughs> I thought it was good though that they had the sign that you know it would say shower ahead, and you know you you could kind of anticipate that it was coming and try to get on whichever side of the road you wanted to be on to avoid it. So I I avoided all the showers. I just didn't get wet at all. I didn't want to be wet and cold. <laughs> crazy pacer i was uh i said uh, i'm gonna go through the first hour and it was cold and then mm-hmm. from that point on i said uh-uh, i'm not going mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm already cold uh, that did... last marathon it was i think it was 24 degrees it was the hottest marathon in london i mean 24 degrees for you guys is probably like freezing cold but uh, <laughs> especially in alabama we're sort of sweating sort of you know london grinds to a halt at 24 degrees um and it was the hottest london marathon i think on record so they obviously had been worried and they obviously got all the kit in just in case um right but for me it was a perfect temperature i mean it, I, the I agree before, the, t- the weather was, was absolutely perfect we couldn't have asked for for better weather as far as the cloud cover and you know it wasn't too hot it wasn't too cold and it and, was just and not london perfect. rain well yeah. you know it's a few little plot places where i got nice. a little misty rain but not yeah. not anything bad so it was Almost near perfect conditions, which was great. So, what do you guys think about the entertainment uh, throughout the course? I just published a video uh, just right before this interview. <laughs> I, as many entertainment I, I could find, I, I was I was recording them. Uh, what do you guys think? Um, 
with the crowd, uh, with that much bigger crowd, uh, I, I felt like that's kind of secondary. You know, sometimes you go to small races, those those musics and entertainment, people singing is is the only thing you get. Here you get you here you get everything. That's a so. <laughs> I mean, you know, there were a couple bands that I remember, but I don't remember a lot of entertainment. I, it was more the crowd yes. to me. I mean, you know, crowds five deep. You know, hundreds of hundreds of hundreds of people. I mean, we cannot underestimate it i mean it's like something you've never seen ever i mean i remember a couple bands and and i watched you your, your your post before we got on the phone and do you remember seeing the orchestra when we it was i don't know it was like one of the last couple of miles and there was a whole orchestra off to our right playing. see i don't know if i even remember seeing that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't <laughs> <laughs> you're you're just too much just you know so much focused in the crowd that's that's fun though you know it's just just amazing how how time just you know i was thinking the slowest uh marathon i have ever paced is five hours so five and a half oh. hours is for me is just like okay how i'm gonna do this thing i but, wonder you were going to sleep no, not not because of that. It's a jet lag. <laughs> it was not slow. <laughs> it's just a jet lag. I go to sleep yeah. running 100 miles here lately. So even last <laughs> yesterday or day before yesterday when I was running 50, 12 hours, I'm falling asleep. But, but oh, I, my gosh. Yeah. So, so it, but but I, I think I think that that's, I mean, I was like, how am I going to spend five and a half hours doing this thing? <laughs> <laughs> one, one of the things I learned from... Uh, uh, Chattanooga Marathon, uh, Seven Bridges Marathon that I pace, uh, organizing pacing. Last year I didn't have anybody uh, pacing uh, five hours. I said, okay, I picked up the flag. That's the slowest I have paced. And I said, I picked up the flag and I, off I went. Um, and uh, I realized there's always somebody needs me out there to help them out. You know, so here I found Will and there's Debbie and all this, all this friends I found along the course and you know, along from the start to end. There's a lot of people uh, I was able to help. Uh, that's that's the re- rewarding part of being a being a pacer, uh, to help um, a lot of you, a lot of out there, just kind of kind of get get you to the finish line. And you know, it was it was wonderful wonderful feeling to be out there. Uh, my voice was completely out because I was screaming <laughs> so much. I was screaming to. The people running, I was like, a, I, re- I remember talking to Will once in a while. I was like, I'm not going to let you uh, walk anymore. You know, we were just doing some walk break or something <laughs> because he had a pain. But, uh, but the thing is that I was not only, you know, being a cheerleader on the course, but also on the sideline, whenever people, like, as we pass, we ask people, like, scream. They will scream at me, way, <laughs> we'll do it way. <laughs> That's awesome. So those are the things I was doing, just making the crowd go wild with me, so... I'm an entertainer, by the way. So yes, you are an entertainer. <laughs> I, I'd never have guessed. <laughs> I'm a pacing entertainer, so you so, have multiple talent. The Darren was like the straight, the straight guy, and you were like the entertainment, entertainment guy. So it's quite a good double act. <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what I get. Uh, I'm a showman, so for a marathon, that's what they do. So usually, if I'm by myself, usually it's hard sometimes. And um, when anytime there's a music that's playing, this triggers me go go fast and dance or something. You know, <laughs> you, you went for a dance at one point up and towards I don't know, about sixteen, seventeen miles. It was more of a sort of Latino um, band, and you went for a little sort of you were sort of shaking your hips a little bit. Oh yeah, you know, they, 
<laughs> I went off the course a little bit. Too, just I said, usually when I go off the course, I tell them, do not follow me. Just keep going with it there. <laughs> You're like, don't follow me. I'll catch up. Yes. Uh, yeah, I went. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, awesome. So, yeah, so overall, it well, was a great experience. Even even being a pacer, you know, I had to. I have a responsibility, you know. At the same time, I want to enjoy too, and 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 let let my group not to worry about where they're going. Just follow us, you know. That's what we did. And I was gonna bring a music um, with me. Uh, well, uh, uh, last several marathon, I've been using music, uh, playing music. But this race, I felt like I didn't. I don't need that any. I don't know. <laughs> <I know>, so <laughs> maybe next no, year. I think there was. There was plenty of entertainment. Well, Will, I have to ask you, of everybody that was in y'all's group, how many of them were first-timers? Ooh, I don't know. Um, I think most of them may have run a marathon before, because I think Debbie, who um, you talked about earlier, she, she was definitely thanks Darren for helping over PB. And uh, I, I got the impression I was probably the only only first-timer, possibly. What, what what do you think? Did you... Yeah, there were there were several several of them. Uh, I okay. don't I don't know how how many. Usually, I, I think there was an interview. I had somebody uh, talk to me from Ireland. She ran with us for a long time, and there's several of, of them are first timer. And and then okay. you can find in London Marathon a lot of a lot of first timers. So that one that's for sure. What a what well, a great just... one to do for your first marathon. Really. <laughs> high expectations going forward <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was amazed at um some of the people on, in our charity that have already signed up again for signed up for the lottery again for next year like the day after the race they were saying i'm signing up again who else is in <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah obviously they had a wonderful experience yeah, but I, think, I think people have said it's a bit, it's a bit like childbirth. It's like you know, it's <laughs> agony. But when you, when you look back, it's always wonderful. It's a glowing, and yes. beautiful. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Five or six hours yeah. of screaming and that kind of bit. <laughs> yeah, you forget about that last ten k. <laughs> exactly. See, see, in my community, not only um, people who are signing up who who, who ran the race, uh, putting their name in ballot already, but people who never ran. I mean have never run a marathon, they're signing up, training for it now already. I was like, okay, there may be some. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Yes. You know, what yeah. a test, what a testament to what a great marathon it is when, you yeah. know, people are signing up the day after and yeah. Actually, pumped about it. If I, did, if I didn't have to travel and um, pay for it, I'd be all over it again, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say I'm a one-and-donner. I, I may have to give that one another try. Definitely, same here. It's a different experience if you're running a lot quicker, though. So, and I, I think I could have gone well, not quite a lot quicker. I mean, I, I do a half math in, in around two hours, five, two hours, ten. But I'm absolutely like I said before, I'm absolutely spent. And my brother ran it in four hours. But looking at his coverage, everybody was just running, kind of head down, earphones in, and just focusing on their running. Whereas the guys who are going over five hours, it seems a much more social experience. So mm-hmm. if you are mm-hmm. running four hours or sub four hours, I guess there's not a lot of time to chat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. One other thing, talking about signing up the race, uh, my wife probably doesn't know, but I already put her name for the ballot, so hopefully. Oh. <laughs> Marlene may be doing the London Marathon. Yeah, huh? Marlene, uh, Marlene doesn't know, but uh, I told her. Does, does she run? Uh, she runs, but not that. She runs up to half marathon, so she has never done a full. I said, I, I told her, I kind of warned her, but I 
think she doesn't know that I told her name for Balin. <laughs> it's next to impossible, but hey, you know, we you never know. So she may, she may be the, the one in a million that gets in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That would be fantastic. Yes, that's that. So, so definitely. Uh, so, talking to how how great I felt about that marathon is just amazing. Being in Europe and uh, fifth star. So, so I'm, I, Berlin will be the next, and I'll be finished with all the marathon majors. And so, those are those are the great experience. Like I, like I said earlier, being in the interview, it was some something impossible happened to me this year. I was gonna go do charity next year regardless. Uh, twenty twenty was London for me. But uh, but this year just just happened so so I'm glad and get to meet new new friends make more friends and and here we are talking about London Marathon. How many marathons have you guys run in the past in total? Oh, I, I have no idea, and I'm well, not sure. I, mean, <laughs> I really don't. You don't. I keep an, I know exactly how many I've done because believe me, I'm keeping count. I've done eleven. <laughs> And I am, London was number five of six for me. So I have Boston to go. And then I am retiring to Hass. <laughs> that's that's is, my strategy. Is Will, um, does, does he know what we are all trying to accomplish? Is it, is it this global thing, the six, the six yes, big ones? That's our goal. And um, uh, Mary Thanks. Catherine should have been on the phone call, but she wasn't. She's she's one of our friends here from Birmingham, and she actually got her sixth star in London. So she finished it in 18 months. So uh, yeah. well, she's also the first female in Alabama to get Alabama it. to get it. So that's, that's um, nice. Yeah, I may have to have a separate interview with her. Just talk about all her experience. So yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, over Boston. Boston looks pretty brutal. The criteria. Um, well, Simone and Amy or Boston have have accomplished Boston multiple times. Yeah, I have not, <laughs> and I am I am not a, in all likelihood will not be Q. So I'll I'll be doing it for charity. So uh, that's my plan is to 20. apply for a charity and hopefully get in and run it in 2020. And I'm going to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'll be sad. Berlin looks like a possible one. So. Yeah. The, the well, boys you know, are far from roulette group. We're saying we can do Berlin. Yeah, Berlin. I, ha- I have no um, intention of quitting running, and I just am not sure I'm going to do many more marathons. But um, yeah, I mean, I love it. It's just the training, the you know, 16 weeks of the commitment that it takes to get ready for it. So if you run like me, you don't have to train. So. <laughs> Suman, you're a phenom, though. You <laughs> are all yeah. the time. Will, Will, that was my 110th uh, marathon ultra, and then uh, oh my god! And last, just this Saturday, I did 48 miles, uh, 48, 49 miles for run for Nepal, 12-hour run. So, so I'm in the 111th now. So, so that's wow. uh, I'm, I'm done done with the season, though. When does the season run to? I, I start from September and all the way to May, sometime April, May. So that's how usually I've been doing things since I started running like 10, 11 years ago. I, in the summertime is a retool and just run once in a while. I run some marathon in summer, but mostly I don't. Uh, my next uh, big one, next race is is Berlin at this time. I don't I don't have anything in my calendar other than the shorter races. So so I done I and mean, I will run 5K, 12 miles, 18 miles here and there, but but nothing marathon or up till Berlin. So that's how usually I keep it. So. And you're pacing Berlin, right? I'm pacing Berlin. So all right, <laughs> I'm so envious. And I'm trying to put my name to pace Tokyo. So, 
So see if I can pace all the lasers. So that's that's, oh, that's that awesome. is my that goal. Be, yeah. yeah, that would be a great accomplishment. New York has uh, this, uh, their own rules, so so I'll have to wait to do a couple of more New York. I have done one, and I did, need to do a few more before they let me come and pace. But yeah, uh, I do now at Berlin. We my third major that I pace. You know, Chicago, and I, I pace Chicago and. Uh, london now and then berlin so berlin berlin's pretty awesome too yeah i'll, I'll be ready so. so um how many years ago was your first marathon i started uh my first marathon was 2008 so so, <laughs> so, so, so 11 years. yeah still, so, yeah so to 2008 uh, first year i did two and then then i first season i did two and then then went six eight twelve the more the maximum i have done a marathon and ultra in a, in a year is 16 so oh my gosh that that packed in from october to <laughs> from chicago to wherever the end is run run for kids usually the the first week in may usually i've been running run for the kids run for nepal uh so i packed in so some Good Lord. Yeah. Will, we don't all do that. <laughs> <laughs> Will, I, I, well, I ran my first one in 2000, and I didn't run another one for 12 years. That's how much I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Thanks a lot. <laughs> I, I was like, never again. And, you know, I managed to do a few more. But, boy, after that first one, I was like, oh, I don't think so. So, so we, we, we think the reference is getting bigger and more not commercial but not in a bad way in the fact that more people come to watch because i think at the start london i don't think it was it was big but it wasn't like now i mean now it's like it was like you were saying at the start it's absolutely crazy the amount of people who come out um, right but, right uh, 20 years ago were marathons around the world quite so big it's more popular now even since i started but but a bigger bigger marathon like London gets a lot of uh, lot of publicity versus smaller races. But but there are a lot of small races and big races as well. So you know so there's a, there's a mixed balance. I run all kind of races. You know there are races I run. There's nobody in the on the on the street. So I'll be just me and in <laughs> a bunch of people I'm running if I'm pacing. So things like that. I would like to thank each of you coming to this podcast. Will it's really late at night for you? I know that. <laughs> Hopefully you will wake up tomorrow before we uh, close this interview i just wanted you to uh, give words of advice to all our listeners uh, uh, to take that courage of helping others through charity going to london uh, run, run the london marathon i just wanted you all to give a words of advice to to take that leap of faith and uh, be a charity runner for london and 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 enjoy that race and and do do the race at london well like i said this has been on my bucket list for 20 years so back before it was even just a as big a race as it is now. My advice would be, you know, like you said, don't be scared of the charity. Sheila and I both had the same um, feeling that ignorance was bliss about some stuff. <laughs> I wish now that I had known, you know, at mile so-and-so, look for Cody Shark. At mile so-and-so, look for Big Ben. That's probably the that and getting there, I got there on Wednesday morning, and I had plenty of time to adjust to the timing and everything. And, of course, then we stayed for another week. But that would probably be my best advice is just go for it. I mean, it's just – it's. I guess when you get old like me, you start <laughs> wanting to cut – 
click things off your bucket list and you know I've done it and I'm almost, I'm almost sad it's I'm no I, I'm not almost I am sad that it's over because it's just it's just such a great experience and like I said I'm not saying that's my last time <laughs> Oh, wow. Like Amy said, go for it. You know, it's a almost impossible marathon to get into via the lottery. I mean, of course, try the lottery. But if you don't get in, don't be afraid to try charity. Um, I actually applied to two, got into both of them. I would say that you do need to go in with uh, the knowledge that it's a UK charity and it might be somewhat challenging to raise funds in the U.S. with a U.K. charity, but it can be done. And, you know, your your family and friends are going to support you. And um, I don't think you'll have any trouble with your fundraising. The fundraising minimum is very um, doable. The travel, no problem. You know, give yourself a day or two to get your head on straight. Uh, it's, it's a very well-run race, start to finish. It's just amazing. I mean, it's nothing like it. The crowds are incredible. The people are just amazing. And um, you'll love it. Definitely do it for sure. That's it for me. As Tina said, it's supposed to be impossible to get into the ballot, but I kind of proved otherwise. Um, (laughs) I think for me, I I actually read somewhere about if you've got friends and family going to watch, is it, you know, take time out with them you know, for me you know, everyone says it's a race well it's, a, it's technically it's a race but not for us guys doing five hours plus so i made sure that you know i had a good 20 30 seconds chatting with them and this sort of having a quick cuddle and a kiss my daughters because realistically <laughs> the chance of it happening again is minimal so you know why do i want to dash off to save you know 10 seconds off my finish time for a little chit chat with my mum or something so and you know it I was warned it'd be very difficult to spot people in the crowd, but actually, um, you know, I had my little list of where I might see people. And I'm, I think I've met them six times, as Suman kept saying. I kept dashing off every so often. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's, you know, people say you can't run a marathon. Well, I'm, you know, I'm a 43 year old guy who's, you know, six, well, I was 17 stone. I'm now 15. I've lost quite a lot of weight with all this, this um, training. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, it's perfectly possible to run a half decent marathon, you know getting through the training, getting through the injuries, ditching the beer and the, and the crisps and all the, the, the curry and fun stuff. And then uh, <laughs> get out and do it. And it's like, I think I've been lucky. I think doing London my first marathon, I think I've been spoiled. So hopefully my next one will be just as good. <laughs> You're def- it will probably be better. <laughs> You're definitely spoiled. Um, I'd just say the, the paces were brilliant. I, think, I can't thank, yeah, I thank, I thank you guys, you and Darren on Twitter, um, yeah, without the paces, it would have been a, a much, much different, a much, much, much worse experience. So seek out a pacer, have a chat, introduce yourself, and be, and yeah, just have a great time. Definitely, uh, that's a great advice. Uh, well, yeah, for me, it's uh, I'll like to advise uh, tell people that don't give up hope. I mean, I've been trying to per ballot so many years that I can get in, and I'm trying to get in as a pacer. The last several years that didn't work uh, I keep on persisting and uh, luck had it that this was the year and uh, getting to London was a totally different, different experience for me I have run that was my 110th marathon ultra and that was a lot different than any races I've run you know even the big city race uh, I say that take that courage take take the leap of faith and uh, do London at least once in your life that must be a bucket list uh, I, I say, I say, if you qualify for Boston, you should always go to Boston. But uh, for London, at least once, uh, the experience that 
amazing crowds, people, support, the volunteers, and uh, all around the, the, the way the race was organized. And it's just amazing how, how it is done for such a big city, such a big crowd of people, and everything just was perfect over there. You know, so so I'll just say this: t take a leap of faith and uh, sign up. Uh, coming from America, it was not that expensive to travel to. You know, I did have families and friends once I got there, but but ticket was not that expensive late April. So so it was it was great experience for me and overall, and uh, it was great to have you, Will, and my pace group. And uh, now we're talking. You know, you know, made friends over there and. Uh, and and all the people, all, all all the runners who followed the 5:30 group, I'd just like to thank them if they're listening to this podcast. So that's all I have. Um, and uh, thanks for coming. And uh, we'll we'll chat more. And good luck with your future marathon, Will. Thank you. Yes, let us know. We we want to keep keep us surprised. Keep in touch, Will. <laughs> yes. Thank Bye. you. Yeah. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to another episode of Emran's podcast. Please visit emruns.com to listen to our previous podcast episodes, links to our social media channels, get race photos, get discount codes, and more.